This is Ruin Willow, and you are listening to the Oh, Fuck Yeah! with Ruin Willow podcast. I talk about sex. So if you're under 18, it is definitely time for you to leave this podcast because this episode is an interview with a real hot wife. She's a real hot wife in real life for fucking real. On my podcast, I talk about sex, sexuality, things to help you have better sex, and erotica. I share my erotica and others. I narrated for you sexy tales, all kinds of yummy stuff. So <laughs> this is such an amazing guest. You are going to love it. And I already have in the works an interview again with her and her husband. So that's going to be coming down the pike soon. I'm so excited to talk to both of them. Okay, so this person is a author and a ghostwriter, a hot wife, vixen, nudist, exhibitionist, and a creator. Okay, that's amazing, right? She's a real hot wife in real life, as I said, and she spills all her experiences. She shares her experiences, her thoughts, and what she's done we get all the amazing story behind what she does, why she does it, and how she enjoys it, how her husband enjoys it. It is so intriguing. Okay, so we're going to get into that. And then I'm also going to narrate somewhere around the middle of the interview. We're going to take a little break, and I am going to narrate a piece of her book. She has three memoirs out there about her real life as a hot wife and things she's done in her life. And I'm going to narrate from book three, Scarlet Surrenders by Casey Donatello. And you can find her on Instagram at inbedwithstrangers.official. So inbedwithstrangers. Okay. And I will put her links, of course, down in the podcast notes so that you can find her. But before we get started, I have an awesome erotic book to share with you. So fucking hot. Listen to this and get it. Amateur night. Regina didn't plan on taking her top off when she danced on amateur night, but when Mr. Dark Eyes laid out $20 bills on the stage, she was tempted. She didn't need the money. As a high-end sex therapist in L.A., she made a very decent living. She just enjoyed dancing. It exhilarated her. She felt free. When she danced in front of Mr. Dark Eyes, he calmly commanded her to take her top off, and she did. When he asked her for a private lap dance in the cherry pit, she was tempted, again not for the money, but because he was handsome, dressed well, and his dark eyes made her melt. Plus, when he slipped those $20 bills inside her panties and kept her bra, she had to give in to his command. What could possibly go wrong? When he and his lawyer showed up on Monday morning in her office, she soon found out. You'll love this billionaire age gap romantic suspense because of the steamy scenes, female villain, and escalating suspense. Get it now. Amateur Night by D.E. Love. Okay, now on to the amazing interview with Casey we had so much fun. Seriously, I loved talking to her. She's living the life, man. She's living the dream. She's doing what she wants. She's happy 
It's fantastic. Okay, let's get to this fucking interview because it's fucking hot. It's amazing. It's interesting. Let's fucking go. Hello, everyone. I have an amazing guest. You are going to love what she has to say. It's going to be so fucking hot. You're going to love it. Okay. Her name is Casey Donatello, and she's an erotic author and ghostwriter, hot wife, fixin, nudist, exhibitionist, and creator. She is in bed with strangers on, let's see, that's on IG and Twitter, your hot wife, wife's 869. Yes. Welcome, Casey. I'm so excited to talk to you. Thank you for having me. And this is going to be a really sexy, epic discussion. And I want to put up there, first of all, that your three books are memoir, correct? Correct. They're all true stories about my life experiences. That is amazing. And I think that that is so brave and sexy and hot that you've written these books about your actual experiences. I mean, that's how does that feel to have that out in the world and people know, hey, this is actually what I did? Well, it's actually an interesting thing because I wrote, I think I wrote the first one, I want to say around 2017. And, you know, I was a single girl in the lifestyle and I had like all this crazy shit going on and people would always go to me, you know, you must have these crazy stories. Like you should write a book one day. It must be, you know, all this stuff. And I would like laugh it off. And then one day I was home and I had an injury. So I was out of work for a little bit of time and I was just bored Mm. one day. And I started to think to myself, you know, what if I did write some stuff down? Like, what would that be like? Because I, you know, I never took classes in writing. I wasn't like a writer by trade. It was a very random thing to do. And I started writing, you know, all these dirty things that I did, but then it kind of morphed into Uh, a therapeutic thing for me because I started to Mm. write not just the physical stuff, but the mental and the emotional part that went along with it. And how did I end up in these situations? And even how did I end up in the lifestyle? And, you know, how did I feel after this experience? So it became almost different journey where I was just kind of trying to figure out myself by writing it down instead Mm. of just entertaining people with dirty stories. And I didn't expect that to happen. So it kind of shifted gears once I started writing it, actually. Right. And how did you get into the lifestyle? Like, what was your push? Or did you just, was it on a whim? Or did you plan it? How did you begin? It was most certainly not planned. I was (laughs) meeting somebody. And I, this was very long time ago. I was in my early 20s. I'm 40 now. Mm. And I was on Craigslist one night just looking and they used to have, you know, the casual encounter section and all Mm -hmm. kinds of crazy shit. And I was just on there. I don't even know why I was on or what I was looking for. But I stumbled upon an ad for like a swingers club and I didn't even know what that was. Uh I asked the guy that I was dating and he explained it to me and he had never been to one, but he like knew they existed. And it Mm -hmm. just really piqued my interest. And I was like, you know, can we go? And he said, sure, you know, we can go. And that was. (laughs) you know, my first entry into this world and being there just opened up my mind. I was very um, kind of like, I was very inexperienced sexually back then. I was Mm -hmm. more on the shy side. So this was just like, it fucking blew my mind. Like, I don't even know how to describe, (laughs) you know, it was like stuff you see in a movie or you hear about, but you don't think is real. And we went there and I was just like, wow, this is fucking crazy, but this is amazing, but I like it. And it's so wrong. And is it wrong? Like, I don't know. But (laughs) just being even like naked in front of people was a huge ordeal for me. Like, 
because you know your your race like not be naked in front of people by accident right you know Mm -hmm. Uh, so once I went that night it just really opened up my mind and I got this small taste of it and I was like I need to know more so we started going to clubs you know on Saturday nights uh I don't know if it was every single weekend but you know frequently and then Mm. we ended up breaking up and I went back to just being vanilla I tried dating vanilla guys Mm. it was awful it was so boring and I just had this voice inside of me saying like, you know, there's other stuff out there. You can't like unsee what you've seen. Right. So after, you know, a couple of, I think it was only a few months or so. It wasn't a very long time. I just said, you know what? I'm going to do this by myself. And I joined a swinger site online and I just ventured out into the world solo. And it was just like this crazy journey. And it was so unexpected of myself to be doing these things and becoming this person that that's why I had all these like inner, you know, turmoil struggles and stuff going on. So when I started writing, it really helped me kind of sort out my own feelings about things that I didn't even realize I was feeling. Cause when you, you know, when you write something down, you want it to be authentic, right? Yes. So whatever I felt at that moment in time is very true. Five or seven years later, I might change my opinion. But at that moment, that was very true. That's what I was feeling at that time. Um, And that was very important to me to capture that. So Mm -hmm. if you read all three of my books, there's definitely like this huge progression (laughs) in Mm. my interests and my feelings. And, you know, I go from like A to Z, you know, (laughs) all one person writing it, but it's really my actual growth and development through this sexual journey, which I think is really cool. Uh, I always try to portray, you know, my side of things being like when I'm wrong in situations, when I fuck mm-hmm. things up, I don't right. make myself look like, you know, this amazing person. I have tons right. of flaws that I have to deal with, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then in my second book, I interview a bunch of the guys that I play with to get like a male's perspective of stuff. Oh, no. And then in the third book, it's about my hu- me and my husband. He didn't want to write too much he wasn't you know really sure how he felt but he did write like a small I think a page or two or something uh, so I like to include other views sometimes from important people so that you know it's not one-sided and again I like to show my weaknesses my flaws because that's very human right everybody's yes. going through these things and I feel like a lot of times when people talk about swinging in the lifestyle they just see it as like oh fun sex fantasies but there's so right. much more stuff going on that people don't talk about. And that's that was the hardest part for me when I entered it. I didn't know what to expect. And I yeah. was really blindsided by the emotional like struggles that I was having. And I felt like I was the only person dealing mm. with these things. I just wasn't sure how to, you know, cope with certain things. So that's like that's how this all happens. And then I've kind of just gone with it. But going back to your original question, when I wrote the first book, I didn't tell anybody. I got it published. Yep. And then I was so embarrassed that I wrote it. I was oh. like, oh my God, I can't admit that I wrote this. You know, I just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the publisher put it out there. I never, I told maybe like, you know, three or four people, oh. but I did nothing with it. <laughs> mm. And then, uh, you know, a couple of years passed. And when I met my husband, I had written two books by then. And he goes, well, aren't you going to write one about us? And I was like, oh, I don't oh. know. I thought I was, I wasn't really sure how I felt. And he goes, 
because originally that was my goal. I wanted to like finish writing my story when I found happiness because throughout oh, all of yeah. my books, I am struggling to balance my sexual side with finding a healthy relationship that I could do both with. So that was always my struggle. Right. Like, who am I? The good girl, the bad girl? You know, what do I have to sacrifice to have a relationship? So I always joked around, I'll write until I find like happiness and then that will be the end of my story. So when I met him, he goes, well, aren't you going to write the end of the story now? And I said, <laughs> oh, okay. I, I totally can if you're okay with that because I didn't know how he felt about me writing yeah. about us. And right. I made it very clear that if I write about us, I have to write the good, the bad, the ugly, like I can't sugarcoat stuff, <laughs> you know? Yeah, right, said, right. So, yeah, so every fight we had, every like stupid thing you said to me, every fucked up thing I did to you, like that has to go in this book. And he said, you know what? He goes, that is fine with me. He goes, I would rather you write all of this than not do it. So that was pretty impressive to me. And once I wrote that one, I said, if I have your full support now, then I will totally go back and start, you know, telling people that I have these other books now. And it really, because he was so supportive and I wasn't, I was no longer afraid that these books could like hurt me. Yes. Um, because, you know, I wrote these things and I'm like, what if I start dating someone? He finds out I wrote these and now he's like disgusted by me or, right. you know, he breaks up with me. So I had yeah. this fear all the time. But once he gave me, for lack of a better word, permission to sure. be me and really like go full force with this, it opened up a lot more doors now where he's the one telling people that I wrote them more often than oh, I am, you know, nice. and I'm like, wow, interesting. And the same thing with like the OnlyFans. I've been debating about making one for a long time. But again, you know, do you want to be that girl that's associated with nude images on the Internet? How does that affect your life? But he totally supports it. He's all in with it. And I said, okay, if you're okay with this, then we're going for it. And he doesn't show his face, but I show my face. On your OnlyFans. Yeah. So it's really interesting how not being afraid to be alone for the rest of my life has really given me the confidence to do all the things I want to do. And, you know, I'm so appreciative to have somebody that encourages me to do these things and doesn't make me feel bad for them. You know, he loves this side of me. So that's been really cool to finally have. And I tell people like our OnlyFans is kind of my books coming to life now. Mm. They're all about me. They're all real. Whatever footage you see on our page is either us together or a date we went on with somebody. It's all real footage, though. Nothing is made up. Nothing is, you know, uh, choreographed. So it's really just you're seeing me in my life, whether it's reading it or watching it. So that's been pretty interesting, too, to see how many people are actually interested in this. And we get a lot of, um, you know, I'm so silly. Sometimes I assume people are just interested in hearing the dirty stories or seeing Mm. my naked photos, but most, most of which they are, you know, I'm not going to pretend they're not, but (laughs) we get the other side that I did not expect is how many people write to us. And I say us, because it's interesting too. He always assumes people only care about me in this realm. But because we're a stag vixen couple, people are actually very fascinated by us as a couple and him as well. And we Mm. get a lot of, uh, you know, subscribers and fans or even just people that read the books or hear me on a podcast and they write to us and they say, you know, we admire your, your relationship with each other, not just me. And they'll say, you know, I'm in a relationship with someone and I could never live out the fantasies that you guys are living out. 
So really like the human connection that people are finding through my whatever kind of work I'm putting out there is really impressive to me that they're seeing past all the raunchy kinky stuff and they're really connecting on, you know, a more passionate level of, you know, stuff that they wish they could do, or maybe they had a relationship and they lost it and now they can't get it back. Um, Or just the fact that we're willing to discuss this stuff. You know, we get a lot of people now that write doesn't ask us questions about the lifestyle and our relationship and how we make it work. And I never in a million years would have guessed like that would come out of this. So that's been really interesting to me. And I really appreciate that side of it because then I do feel like a normal person when they go, oh my God, I can't believe I'm not the only one. You feel this way too. And I'm like, yes, like one more for our team. So that's (laughs) been really fun finding this like community of people. And, you know, sometimes someone wrote to us in last week from like the Midwest somewhere. Okay. And said, wow, like I would love to do what you're doing, but people just, it's hard to find people where I live that are open to this, you know? Mm, Right. And we live in an area, thank God, where it's very, you know, open-minded and pretty sexually like progressive, but you forget that not everybody has access to what you have access to, you know? So you could have all these fantasies that you want, but if you can't find people near you that you can, you know, share them with. That's one thing we get people from other countries that write to Mm. us. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, this is blowing my mind right now. Like I'm a nobody. I'm just like a random person (laughs) that wrote something. And I can't believe that people connect with it so much. And I really love that part of it. It's been really cool. Like helping other people find, you know, uh, power to do something that they want is really like kind of a blessing to have. And I we enjoy helping people and, you know, guiding them a little bit to get the happiness that they're looking for. Yeah, I hope I that doesn't true. sound like very preachy in any way. <laughs> no, I think it's great because I, I think it's true. There's a lot of people that wish they could do what you do or have done and they can't. It's just why some people like to learn about it by watching you or, you know, erotica reading erotica, there's, there's ways that people can explore it, but if they can't do it, yeah, it's, it's one way that they can kind of enjoy it. And just, it's fascinating to a lot of people because they want to do it and they can't, or they won't, or something's blocking them. Yeah. And I just, our partner. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I just think, you know, feeling like you're the only person interested in something in the entire world It's so absurd. Like I felt that way too at one point, but I know that is not true. But so many people just knowing that someone else is into the same weird shit you are makes it so much easier to like accept yourself. And that's wild, right? But that's kind of the most important thing for people to realize you are not the only, you just haven't found those people yet, but they definitely do exist, you know? And not feeling so alone is a really powerful feeling to have. It's very, you know, such a big relief to know you're not this like weird freak. And there are (laughs) other people that totally understand you and are right on the same page as you. Yeah. And I think a lot of our our society, our culture, especially in certain areas, like you said, of the country that don't have this, it's portrayed that this is freakish, that this is bad. This is wrong. You know, it's only supposed to be, you know, a couple. And, you know, so there's so much that's fed to us and we just get sort of brainwashed. So we hear anything new. It's kind of like our eyes light up and like, wait, wait, what's this? You know, so it's like fascinating to people having grown up in in America. You know, it's just our culture is just so sex negative. Absolutely. There's other places that are 
so much more open-minded than us. And it's like, I only imagine if I lived in one of those places, like (laughs) how fucking crazy I'd be going because (laughs) if it's wild in this, you know, place where it's not, it's still taboo. A lot of the stuff that I like, I could only imagine being in a country where this is like perfectly acceptable behavior. Exactly. Exactly. I can't imagine either. Like over in Europe, they're a lot more relaxed. Oh my gosh. Sometimes I'm like, why am I living here? (laughs) So it's so funny. As of like, I would say last year to this year, my husband and I have gotten really heavy into nude camping. And even that like shocks people to no end. They look at us like, oh my God, how could you go like to a nude camp? And we're like, what the fuck is the big deal? We're not like, we're just naked. We're not doing anything. And you're born naked. (laughs) Yeah. But people almost look at us like more creeped out about that than the fact that we're swingers. And I'm just like, how does that make? Yeah. They think we're nuts. And I'm like, I don't really see what the big deal is. Like, no one gives a shit. And people people that haven't been to a nude beach or nude camping or nude whatever, they have this expectation that, like, it's this highly sexualized environment. right. Everybody's horny. Everybody's... No one even pays attention to you. It is the most chill and, like, peaceful place. It doesn't matter what you look like, what your shape is, because a lot of people, too, go, oh, my God, I would never go. I'm not skinny enough. I'm too right. self-conscious. I go, okay, you should go because then you'd feel confident because no one gives a fuck. You have everybody yes. shape, every whatever. Like no one even realizes you're naked and it's the craziest thing. And the first time you go and get naked, you feel like you're going to get in trouble. You're like, oh my God, is this allowed? <laughs> and then you get naked right. and five minutes later, you're just like, I never want to wear clothes again. You know? Right. So that's been a I really cool journey for us too. And, uh, like we're heavily exploring that aspect of like things now because it's just so freeing and people are also like super friendly when you go to these places. I feel like if you're able to shed your clothes and those inhibitions, then there's this barrier that's already like lowered and people are just so friendly and outgoing. And again, like everyone's looking at you in your eyes when you're talking to them, no one even realizes you're naked anymore, you know, but it's just such a cool way to like spend your time. So now that's, you know, when we plan our trips, we always try to focus on finding places like that when we can, because they're not everywhere, unfortunately. They're kind of hard to find. Sure. But they're like these little hidden gems, you know? Yeah. I mean, I have not been to one, but that's exactly what I've heard other people say. You know, it's people sexualize it. Oh, you're naked. There must be fucking all over. No, you know, it's like, it's not like that, you know? (laughs) And I like it when people use the word naturalist, you know, for, for being a nudist because natural. Yeah. I mean, we weren't born with clothes on people created clothes. So why are we so ashamed of being naked? We weren't even really supposed to meant to be wearing fucking clothes. We made them. We put them on. (laughs) And what's goofy. Yeah, what's interesting, too, is we have a lot of friends, you know, swinger friends that were like, we would never be caught dead at a nudist resort because, like, we're not comfortable walking around naked. And that never occurred to me that, like, I would assume if you could get naked and have sex in front of people, you you could just, like, walk around naked. But you can't. There's still this stigma where it's uncomfortable. But, like, and again, for us, it was weird. It took a a little time. But now Mm. when we go, like, we play naked tennis. We play, like... You know, whatever we go naked bike riding, and it's just so much fun. Like you forget that you're like being weird in the moment. Like it just feels so normal again. And then when you have to 
go back to the real world and wear clothes, you just feel like you're suffocating again. You oh, know? I bet. I bet. Only thing that would yeah. drive me crazy is like a physical activity because my boobs would like flop. You know what I mean? Like if I get, you know, because they're big, you know. So like... <laughs> yeah, but see, that's, this is all part of like learning. It's, and again, like everything sounds so simple on the surface. You're like, oh, just like do something naked. It's a very yeah. hard yeah. thing because now like, you know, you feel like you look good naked, like standing in certain ways, right? Like you said, right. now you're playing, doing an activity, you're bent in half, you're doing naked yes. yoga, and you're like, oh my God, I must look <laughs> horrible right now. But again, right. no one cares and you have to learn not to care. So it's actually yes. been like really good for my self-esteem and like to build it even higher because wow, like I can be, you know, in whatever position naked and I don't care anymore how I look to other people. Awesome. And that's very yeah. empowering just in itself. And so freeing, people, I would imagine. Yeah. And whenever yeah. people tell me, you know, I'm too embarrassed to go, I'm like, you should definitely go then because it will change your whole perspective of yourself. It's the most like, you know, empowering thing I think that I've done. Like one of the most empowering things I've learned to do for myself. It's been really cool. That is awesome. And, you know, I just think it's amazing that you found your husband. You're married, right? Or are you just partners? We are, no, we are married. And that you both are okay with this and you both agree. And there's like not this, you know, He's supportive of you. In fact, now he's participating. What? So when he met you, did he really open up to this kind of stuff or was he already well, kind of into it? <laughs> funny story. He was, when we met, we were both single in the lifestyle and mm. we had a mutual male friend that decided to connect us for a threesome. So the first mm. time I met him was in his house for a threesome, like never spoke oh, to him before. So nice. we had a very, you know, <laughs> like high pressure first date, if you want to call it. That. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of like, where do you go from there? Right. It was, it was, I guess, in the cards for us, we both knew mm. not having kids and being in the lifestyle were important to us. So those sure. are two key factors um, that kind of really connected us. Mm. But yeah, he was doing crazy shit too when I met him, you know. It's not like he was this innocent guy that I totally right. like. He heard. wasn't vanilla. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, so we met in a blind date threesome and then it kind of just randomly like took off from there. Like we didn't intend for anything to happen. Mm. It wasn't, you know, we weren't looking for each other specifically. Okay, and now for the excerpt. Again, this is book three. Scarlet Surrenders by Casey Donatello. Chapter One No Regrets. April 2019. Let's go back to where we left off. I had been tremendously torn about my decision to partake in an MMF, male, male, female, a threesome with two bi friendly males. I knew the stakes were high. Would I be risking the possibility of a happy future with Luke just to quench a fleeting sexual urge? Was I insane? Most people would argue I was. But odds are most of those people would be vanilla, who lacked the experience or knowledge to truly understand my dilemma. On the surface, it was easy to say a long-term stable relationship was more important than a few hours of carnal pleasure but being in the lifestyle was so much more than each single encounter. It was the entire concept of sexual freedom that was so hard to give up once you had a taste of it. Choosing the MMF was less about the encounter itself and more about choice to not succumb to an eternity of monogamy. That was not a compromise I could make, and the right partner for me would never make me choose. 
Therefore, even if the threesome was a bust, it would be worth the adventure. Don't get me wrong. It was easy for me to be so sure about my decision as I write this so long after the actual event. But on that night, my brain was a wreck. As I drove my car with my radio blasting, my heart was pounding. I was filled with a mixture of nervousness and excitement I hadn't felt in a while. Jason lived an hour away from me in another state. Sixty minutes is a long time to let your imagination wander. What did he look like? What was his body like? What did he smell like? Was he introverted or outgoing? Did he have a big cock? Although the lifestyle was filled with wild nights, things did get boring after a long enough time. Tonight, however, I felt like a rebel. This was a very new situation for me, and I thrived on first-time experiences. The threesome was arranged by our mutual friend James, who piqued my interest with a promise of heavy male-male play, which was my current interest at the time, plus the fact that Jason had a fully equipped sex room in his house. As I pulled up to Jason's address, my phone buzzed, indicating a new text. I threw my car in park and checked the message. It was from James. Hey, I am so sorry. I got held up dropping my kid off at her mother's. Be there soon. It was very brief and casual. I felt outraged at his lack of concern about the fact that I was sitting in the dark in front of his friend's house and he was not with me. I immediately felt my armpits begin to perspire and the intensity of my breath start to increase. I frantically wrote back in all caps to display my panic. What the fuck? I am here already. How long will you be? What do I do? James nonchalantly responded. Hopefully 30 minutes. Go inside. Jason is friendly. It was such a simple statement. And in any other situation, it would probably not freak me out. But when you are a girl who is about to enter the home of a complete stranger from a sex site who you have never seen a face photo of or spoken to and has a room filled with bondage equipment and restraints, any sane person would panic. There was always a fine line between adventurous and dangerous, and this sounded like a great way to be raped and murdered. On the other hand, James did say Jason was friendly, and that was good enough for me. I took a quick glance in my rearview mirror, straightened my hair with my fingers, and applied some fresh lip gloss. I stared myself in the eyes and whispered out loud, You got this. I gave myself a confident nod and exhaled deeply as I reached for the door handle. I stepped out of my car and began my journey up Jason's driveway. I was dressed in very normal clothes, black leggings, a midriff semi-sheer tank, and black running shoes. It was a lovely spring night, so I did not need a sweater or a jacket. My head remained tilted down, and I counted each passing brick as I inched closer and closer to his gate. I started to second-guess my outfit choice. Normally, I wore much sexier and revealing attire for dates. Why was I so casual tonight? I felt underdressed. Would he find me attractive enough? Would I live up to his expectations? After all, he spent so long staring at my seductive, lingerie-clad photos online. Would he be expecting that to show up? Would he think I was the wrong girl? My mind was racing. I resisted the urge to look up as I heard the creak of his front door opening. 
My focus stayed down as I heard his footsteps, but once the distant voice uttered, Hello? I had no choice but to raise my gaze. Neither of us moved. We looked at each other while strategically dodging eye contact. It felt like time stood still, not because it was like a cheesy rom-com movie love at first sight scene, because it was so fucking awkward. I finally offered, Hi, I am Casey. Not knowing how to behave, he affirmed, I am Jason. As he extended his arm towards me for a handshake, James is running late, I mentioned as I tried to hide my jittery hands. I know. We can wait for him inside, he said. Jason was dressed unpretentiously in blue jeans, a t-shirt and flip-flops, as if it were a regular Wednesday night as well. It amused me that if any neighbors were spying on us, they would never assume we were two random people from a sex site meeting for the very first time to have a raunchy one-night stand threesome. We both looked so ordinary. It was dark outside, but from the glow of the porch light, it looked like he was no stranger to the gym. Jason was 5'9 and muscular with a shaved head. I am 5'4 and athletic, but still petite compared to him. Without a doubt, he could overpower me in an instant. But he had kind eyes and a bashfulness about him. The fact that he couldn't look me in the eye for more than a few seconds spoke volumes to me. My gut intuition assured me he was harmless. I followed Jason through the chain-link gate and up the four patio steps leading to the door. Once inside, he offered me the basic tour of the main floor. Kitchen, bathroom, living room, bedroom. Great. We have only wasted about five minutes so far. This was torture. After a few more minutes of silently standing in the living room, Jason asked if I wanted to see the playroom. I did indeed. We took our shoes off and the tour continued up a narrow flight of stairs to the second floor of the small Cape Cod. At the top of the steps was a plain curtain, beige cotton fabric, not like a tacky beaded curtain you would find at the back of a sketchy store to let you know you are about to enter the porn section. Jason pushed the curtain aside to allow me through. There were two doors, a white one to the right and a black one to the left. It did not take a genius to guess which door guarded the infamous sex room. Here it is, he said as he fretfully turned the brass knob and slowly pushed the door wide open. I methodically surveyed the area. The room was not huge, but not small. Maybe 12 by 12. The walls and angled ceiling were completely mirrored, even the backside of the door. It was carpeted unlike the rest of the house, which consisted of hardwood flooring. The curtains were black fabric to prevent any trace of light from ever entering through the windows. There was a black couch and a sex lounger with various shaped pillows on one side of the room and a mattress on a box spring without a headboard on the other side. Hanging from the center of the room, from the apex of the ceiling, were a sex swing and fabric handcuffs. Each wall contained a hanging display of assorted sex paraphernalia. I mean, anything and everything you can imagine. It was like being in an adult toy store. Whips, riding crops, floggers, paddles, handcuffs, spreader bars, ball gags, blindfolds, leashes and collars, nipple clamps, and of course, an assortment of dildos and vibrators. There was a small nightstand with lube, condoms, 
posters of naked girls, and some bottled drinks. A pile of neatly folded clean towels stacked beside it. A floor fan and an air conditioner, three colored light bulbs in the ceiling, and two more larger multicolored lights perfectly positioned behind the furniture to create a sultry glow in the room. It was clear Jason put a lot of time and effort into creating this opulent fantasy land. It was aesthetically pleasing, but also logistically well thought out, from the temperature control to the ambient lighting to the music playing from the small Bluetooth speaker. It reminded me of a casino where you got so immersed in the glitz and glamour it could no longer decipher the time of day. Jason sat quietly on the couch while I absorbed every inch and detail in the room. It was as if I were studying artifacts in a museum exhibit. Sometimes I raised an eyebrow or bit my lower lip. Occasionally, I ever so gently probed an object with my fingertips to feel the material against my skin. Once I seemed to be finished with my inspection, Jason hesitantly asked me, Do you like it? Pause. Is it too much? I shook my head and with wonderment responded, I love it. Once those words left my lips, Jason perked up. His posture straightened and his smile widened as he spoke. I was afraid you would be turned off. A lot of people think this room is too intense. I added, absolutely not. I want this room to be mine. In that moment, neither of us could have imagined that it would in fact become mine. Spoiler alert. Sorry. So with the tour complete and at least another 15 minutes alone, Jason invited me to take a seat. I sat on the bed cross-legged and stared at him. Immediately, his brief confidence escaped him. He returned to his previous shy self. His eyes wandered, his cheeks blushed, and he stumbled over his words. He pointed out that all the color lights were set on red because James told him it was my favorite color. And he bought bottles of XXX vitamin water because James said it was my favorite drink. I wrinkled my brow. James told you a lot about me, I see. Jason answered, I just wanted to make sure you were comfortable here. So, uh, what else did you two discuss about me? I pressed. Jason's response was a long, rambling slew of information. I found it hilarious that he put so much effort into researching me. Did he gather this much detail about all his dates? I assumed not. Several times he mentioned how excited he was to actually meet me, Scarlet, 1982, in person, and in his own house. I know my reputation preceded me, but it still astounded me. To me, I was very ordinary. To other people, well, guys on the site, I was legendary. It was a big deal for him, and he was not kidding. I could see the twinkle in his eyes and hear the giddiness in his voice. I just can't believe you are really here. He repeated over and over. Then a barrage of questions followed. Are you thirsty? Is the temperature okay? Do you want me to make it brighter in here? Do you need a pillow? Do you like the music selection? Oh my God, relax, dude, I thought. I had only known this man for 30 minutes, yet I felt his sincerity. Jason's infatuation was not like the other previous guys. The attention was positively flattering. But for someone like me who actually hates the spotlight in the vanilla world, I was bewildered, speechless in fact. It was so much pressure to live up to someone's outlandish version of you that they created before meeting you. Jason eventually stopped gushing and took a deep breath. 
May I ask you what you think of me? I said the first thing that popped into my head. You're very entertaining. He shrugged. At least I make you laugh. I'll take it. That would become one of our longest-running jokes in our relationship. We had both gotten lost in this weirdness, I guess. The vibe between us had somehow shifted from anxious to relaxed. When Jason's phone rang, it startled us out of the calmness as we realized James was at the front door. And, oh yeah, we had to have a kinky menage a trois right now. It was like a hypnotist snapped their fingers and I was released from a trance. The reality of having to get instantly slutty hit me. Jason excused himself to let James in, so I did the only thing I could think of. I took off my clothes and lounged on the bed wearing only my lingerie. It was a classic move for Scarlet. If you want to feel sexy, look sexy. Just cut through the bullshit and let them know it was game on. And that was exactly what happened. I could hear both their voices coming up the staircase and approaching the door. Then immediate silence as they entered the archway, followed by an, Oh, shit, from Jason. And just like that, I regained control of the situation. James and Jason were both heteroflex, meaning they identified as straight and only dated women. But once in a while, they liked to covertly sample the other gender's genitals. Both of them had toned physiques, smooth skin, and not a trace of hair on their bodies. Both cocks were nicely sized with zero issues getting hard. The three of us became intertwined in this beautiful, twisted mess. I have had sex in front of a mirror before, but never surrounded by them. I could see angles I never dreamed of. We were such a tantalizing trio that I was enamored by our reflections. The draw of the bi-male threesome was partly the taboo straight guys behaving naughty combined with the equality between all the players. Everyone was touching and kissing and licking and sucking everything. The energy was so unique. After some heated exchanges of oral pleasures, it was time to fuck. I reached for a condom and James suggested we play raw. I was aghast. I literally had no clue who this guy, Jason, is. What was he thinking? Why would he put me on the spot like that? James's reasoning was basic sex arithmetic. James and I had been friends for a while, so we had graduated to unprotected sex. To be clear, I am on the pill, so unprotected sex means no condoms. Jason had previously fucked James's girlfriend Bear, which meant the three of us had already shared bodily fluids and germs by proxy. It was a tough call. As a girl, society makes us need to appear pure and respectable. This means you use a condom when you fuck a stranger. No exceptions. Again, I repeated, no way. We use condoms. Not because I thought we should, but because I thought I needed to say it to reinforce I was a good person. I know that sounds so rash, but to be honest, James's logic was hard to deny, and I did agree with his explanation. One plus one equals two. Math never lied. Jason remained neutral, stating it was the female's choice. As they both lied there naked with such hard, juicy cocks, my desire to portray myself as pure quickly faded. Come on, it will feel so much better without them, James taunted. I scrunched my face. Besides, the damage is already done, he added as he placed his hand on Jason's erection. And with that small visual gesture, I caved. Fuck it. I succumbed with a devilish grin. It would just be a waste of condoms.
And then I added, For the record, I never do this on a first date, to emphasize I'm not some dirty skink. But we all know that when people say never, they mean usually. We all make exceptions and don't need to publicize them. And I will admit it, the sensation of a total stranger sliding their cock into your pussy for the first time with no barrier interfering is indescribable. It was a rare occasion due to safety, of course, but so magical and alluring. As James had promised, we had an epic night. For the next few hours, we tried every position and combination our bodies could contort into. The DV, double vaginal, was incredible, even more so due to the lack of rubber between our skin. It was pure ecstasy. The grand finale consisted of Jason coming inside me, followed by James sucking the load out of my pussy and kissing me with it in his mouth. We were all completely satisfied and exhausted. We lied breathlessly mangled on the bed for a brief time, recounting how much fun we had and how it was the perfect mix of people. Eventually we dressed, then parted ways. My drive home was quite the opposite of my drive there. Anxiety was replaced by exhilaration. Uncertainty was replaced by clarity. I no longer felt like an asshole for choosing sex. I was a badass chick getting shit done. I rolled the windows down and belted out my favorite songs blasting on the radio. I could barely sleep that night. I had a euphoric high. Oh, what a sexy scenario. Oh, fuck yes. Fuck that's hot. Get her book. Okay, these are her books are on Amazon, and I'm going to put all of her books down in the podcast notes. Again, this is from book three, Scarlet Surrenders by Casey Donatello. Okay. Oh, I just am so intrigued by all her books. You should totally get her books. It's so fucking fascinating. She's living the life. She's doing what she wants, and she's so happy. Okay, we're going to get back to the interview now. Are you fucking ready? Oh, fuck yeah. Let's go. Fuck. Yes. We'll be back after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by the Spring Cleaning Champions, Manscaped. This season, make sure the man in your life grooms his carpets and his drapes with the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Have him clear out that winter bush with Manscaped's Lawnmower 5.0 and watch his confidence bloom like the springtime flowers. Embrace the season and have him join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our special offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, for the 20% off and free shipping. Have you ever been doing some oral pleasure and got some hairs in your mouth or your teeth? Well, <laughs> Manscaped can help with that. Try being clean shaven or spring cleaning. After he uses Manscaped, you can say, hmm, let's get some busy with some spring fever in the bedroom. Try out Lawn Mower 5.0 Ultra. It is an amazing trimmer that features two interchangeable heads. One for taking a little off the top and the new foil blade to go smooth. If you want to go smooth for spring cleaning, make sure you try out Manscaped products. Bring on those smooth skin sexy slaps in the bedroom. 
And how do you do that? Use Manscaped products to shave clean down in your pubic area. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, all caps at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code RUIN at manscaped.com. Nothing like a little spring cleaning in his pants, right? In your pants if you're the man. (laughs) Spring clean your groin area. Try smooth. Try it with Manscaped. After our threesome, we started hanging out a little bit, but it wasn't like we just magically had this amazing relationship. It was very difficult in the beginning. We were back Mm. and forth. We were on and off. You know, um, we had to do a lot of work to get to where we are. And that mostly came from, it was a little his fault, but I take a lot of responsibility (laughs) because I came off a string of like horrible guys that... Mm. You know, I just had all these walls up and it was the classic case of you date all the assholes, then you Mm. find the nice guy, but then you don't want the nice guy because you're like, Uh, how dare you be nice to me? Right. You know, I thought he had this like hidden agenda the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I'm just really trying to like be a nice guy and take care of you and give you everything you want. (laughs) And you're just fighting me like to no Mm. end. And it was foreign to you, right? It was like, yeah, I just didn't trust it. I was like, this can't be Mm. real. There's something really fucked up like right. that I'm not seeing yet, but I'm not going to let you fool me. <laughs> but it's you know? coming, right? You're like, the yeah. bad shit's coming. Exactly. <laughs> so like, I liked him. The sex was incredible. Like we had all this stuff working for us, but then I just couldn't, I just couldn't let him in. And yeah. we went back and forth for a while. And then one day I just kind of was like, okay, if we're going to do this, I have to, you know, just let him be who he is. And I have to not, you know, have these, you know, crazy suspicions about him and stuff. And I'm just going to let it play out. And then lo and behold, he was even nicer than he presented himself, which was, you know, amazing. And so it did take us a while, even though people go, oh, you both met in the lifestyle. It must have been like perfect. And I'm like, no, it was was very hard. (laughs) Sometimes I think it would have been easier if we were both vanilla and then found the lifestyle together because it would have been like an even playing field, right? We would have agreed on every single decision we did. But now we're coming from like years of experience in different sides of it. We liked different things. And it was just like no one wanted to compromise. We both wanted what we wanted and what we were used to. So it Mm, took so much work to like get us on the same page. But once we got on the same page, it was just like amazing and better than either of us could have ever like hoped for. So and even now it's been we've been married a year. We've been together maybe three and a half, I want to say. and. You know, even now, like we talk about stuff all the time. You know, you can't say, all right, we're good. We don't have to discuss stuff anymore. We're on the same page. Like you are constantly checking that page to make sure nothing has changed. Yes. And to make sure, you know, you know, because you're you're not the same over time. Interest change, fetishes change, you know, how often you want to meet others. Who think it doesn't? Yeah, everything does. But, you know, and I think that's another misconception people have is that, you know, we look like this, like amazing, happy, perfect couple. And yes, we are. But there's so much that goes into it. It's not it doesn't just happen by itself. Just because we're both kinky people doesn't mean everything just works out. Like take so much effort, communication. You know, you have to be so honest with each other, even when it's like painful to tell the truth, you know. Right, Um, right. But there is, you know, it is worth it because what you get out of it in return is just so incredible. But, you know, 
people don't want to do the work half the time. They just want the fun part of it. Yeah. They don't, you know, you have to really, it's like our situation now is that we're married. I'm a hot wife. So he shares me, but we're a stag, we're a stag vixen dynamic. So Mm. he is never humiliated. He is like an alpha male, you know, Mm. guys respect him. I respect him. And we only play together. So I never go out without him. He's always involved when we play. And Do you hook up with people you don't know or is it people you know or both? Well, interesting. So once we got serious and we decided like, okay, we're going to date, we're going to make this work. We made, I, I made the decision myself that anyone I played with previously was no longer allowed. Okay. I didn't want any, cause I had guys I played with for like years before I met him, like several years, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. And yep. You don't want your new boyfriend to feel awkward when you have like all this history with somebody else in a sexual way. And, you know, people would look at me like, oh, you know, you shouldn't have to give that up for him or he shouldn't make it. I go, no, no, this is my decision for my mental health. Mm -hmm. I couldn't process that. Like I needed my relationship to come before anything else and anyone else. And people either understood and respected it or they didn't. And then I didn't care anyway. So I decided it was better for us to start from scratch and only meet people like as a couple, because people have a different perception. If they knew me when I was single, it was hard for them to see me as somebody's girlfriend now. Yeah. And you can't, unfortunately, it's not that easy for people to shift their views. It just doesn't work like that. I was always a single girl to them, you know, and maybe I have different boundaries now that I'm with a boyfriend versus myself, you know, and it just got too messy and, and like complicated for me personally. So I was like, fuck it. Just let's start from scratch. So everybody we know, you know, is new that we met together and it's just, it works for us. Maybe that's not what other people need to do, but for us, I felt like that was the right decision. And I don't regret doing that at all. I think it would make sense because, you know, if you're if you're having sex with the other people from the past and him, it's like, yeah, you're being pulled into two different worlds at the same time. And to wrap your brain around that seems like a ginormous thing. And, and why do that? You know, like you said, you they, they see you differently because you were different in the past than you are now. You do have new boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like intentional, but say you go out with like your best friend, their best friend from childhood. They have all these stories that they're talking about. And you feel left out because you have nothing yes. to add. They're not being mean to you. That's just, just is. And it's the mm-hmm. same situation. Like, why would I want him to feel like that if I care about him? You know? Right. So we were trying to build a deep connection together. I didn't need anybody like interfering with that. So I thought I did what I felt was right for me and for him. And I think it was the right decision for us. Yeah, it makes perfect sense to me. I mean, and then you're both getting the maximum enjoyment out of it as well. There's no shadows or things pulling you one way or another. Exactly. So what is it that that he loves about that? Does he just get turned on by that? Or is it something that he just likes to see you be have pleasure? I've heard different opinions. So I'm interested to find out what individual people say. He is. uh, So I'm purely exhibitionist. Something Mm. could be happening two feet for me and I don't even see it happening, right? Like that doesn't even occur to me to look at something. I need to be watched. He's like a 50-50 mix. So he loves being able to see me getting fucked by somebody. Whereas if it was him doing it, he can't see certain angles and stuff. We have a whole, we have a playroom upstairs, which is like all mirrored, but it's still different. You don't get the same views and the same like 
excitement, you know? So he really likes just to see everything happening live in front of him. Like, and he'll joke, he goes, I've never watched porn since we met. Like it just ended once we started (laughs) doing this because it's just so much better in real life. But he likes, he just likes seeing it in person. He likes, I don't know, all of it. And he's the type where he, he may or may not join. It's up to him. It depends on how the night is going. Sometimes he's so turned on that he doesn't join because he's like, holy shit, I want to keep watching what's happening. Uh, Yes, sure. If guys are not doing so well, he'll jump in. Um, Okay. If it's a threesome, he's always involved. If it's more than like one other guy, he might, you know, it's all over the place. We don't have, you know, rules. It's totally up to him. I always want him to join in. But Mm. sometimes, you know, he's like, no, no, I want to see it from this angle or that angle, you know, and he just likes the idea of me, you know, misbehaving or whatever. It it turns him on and having guys, you know, tell him, wow, your wife is amazing at like sucking cock or I can't believe how hard I could fuck her. It just like makes him so excited for whatever reason. Oh, that's hot. So, So, So do you have like rules set up and you discuss with the people before you start or is it something you just kind of do it? And does he ever have to intervene and be like, hey, stop that or don't do that? Or does he ever have to guide it to the situation? Not guiding in a negative way, Mm. but more pushing in a positive way. Like, come on, you can do this. You can do more. Like, don't be afraid, Uh, you know, he eggs them on a little bit. Because it's it's an interesting thing, right? You're going to fuck someone's wife right in front of them. Right. Like that's, that's hard to cope with sometimes. (laughs) sometimes they get nervous if they're not like really experienced in this world you know yeah oh for sure yeah so like they come in saying they're gonna do all stuff then they get there and they get nervous and he's like listen he's like it's fine I promise like you could spank her whatever you want to her so he's the one like encouraging them sometimes (laughs) we've we've never had a situation where he had to like intervene and stop something pretty good at picking people whether or not the sex is good, the people are nice enough. And we've never had like disrespectful people. At this point, we really don't have any rules anymore because, you know, at some point you break every rule that you make pretty much, right? Like our only, well, I guess our only one rule is the guys have to use condoms. That's non-negotiable. Sure. Um, and you're together. Far, that's your other rule, right? Yeah. You're always together. Yeah. Yes, that's a given. But as far as like what you can do sexually or not, we don't really get involved. In I just like to say, let's see what happens because, you know, you could want to do something with one person, but not another person. It's sure, not. Sure. And people don't get that. So when I say like, what are my limits? I go, it depends on you personally, because I don't know right. how I feel about you yet. So yeah, I have yeah. different, yeah, different rules for different people. So we just don't get involved. I say, listen, if I don't like something, I will tell you that's the best mm. I can offer. You know, sure, sure. Uh, and then obviously listen to what my husband is requesting because clearly he wants to see that right now. <laughs> and we, then you're you're okay with it, obviously, if he's suggesting it because yeah, you're a couple. You know, nothing really bothers me anymore. The closer we've gotten, you know, if he wants me to do something, and it's not that he's you know in charge of my body because people say that, like, you know, it's not mm. that. It's just really I don't. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> like uh, gotcha. it, it turns him on that I want to do it. Like I don't care. Nothing really upsets me uh we're here to have fun you know if things are turning people on then it's fun to me and that's about it there's really like no more or any less to like why we do certain things you know it's just having fun and we like to push boundaries a little bit you know once you get used to something you want to push it a little more to test like your threshold of that thing Mm -hmm. and 
you know, or you just get bored, it gets stale. So we're always looking for new ways and like new props and new toys to add in. And just you incorporate BDSM as well. We do. Uh, When we first met, I wasn't really heavy into it, but it was more because I didn't really trust random guys to do that to me. Sure. Yes. Obviously, right. I don't Mm. identify as submissive at all. I think I'm a very dominant person, but I do have the ability to, you know, act submissive and stuff. And Mm -hmm. my husband and I do toy with it. We actually, he was very into submissive girls before he met me. And then he ended up with me and I'm like, oh, I'm very sorry for you because (laughs) you lost out on that one. But we've, we've learned to, you know, kind of go back and forth. We do like a little switching sometimes. And again, we don't look at it as labels, like who's in charge, who's submissive. It's just like, can we try this kink? Can we try this fetish? And, you know, sometimes people like I appear very submissive when we play, Mm. even though I don't feel submissive. It's a very strange dynamic going on. But uh, we definitely have we have a playroom full of toys and props. And, you know, we're into I love hot wax. That's one of my favorite things. Do you Um, use the kind? I've heard there's a kind that's like it's like less hot or something. Do you use that kind? It's like less. What is it? It's definitely a play. Yes, you have to. Do not use a regular candle. You will burn oh, yourself. Okay. Okay. You yeah, that's like, what I've heard. I've never yeah. done it, but I've heard there's a certain kind of candle you want to get. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But they have uh, like, you know, like a stick candle, but mm-hmm. then they also have jar ones. And we've learned that the jar ones are much better because you get so much more buildup that you can okay. just like pour, pour. it. And someone, someone told us that we didn't know that in the beginning. So that's one of my favorite things. It gets very messy to clean up, but I think it's so worth it. It is messy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's worth it. <laughs> you find wax all over. It's like finding glitter in your house. It just like, never. Oh, yeah. Glitter's hard to clean up. I imagine yeah. wax would be too. <laughs> um, But we do a lot of like, he has all different like floggers and paddles and stuff. So, you know, mm. we do some spanking stuff. We have chains sure. and cuffs all over the room that we, that we have. So we have a sex swing, like we're equipped for everything. But sometimes like you forget about one thing because there's so many things to be doing. And once (laughs) in a while, I'm like, oh shit, like we haven't used this in a long time. We should really like try it, you know? Uh, So we try to- Your room intrigues me. So it's aligned with mirrors, right? And do you have mirrors on the ceiling too? Or what do you- Yeah, so he had this room before I met him. And that's where we had our first first date. Our threesome happened in there. In that room, okay. That was specifically why I agreed to come meet them because I wanted to see the room. Yes, So it's completely mirrored, like walls and ceiling. We have the swing. We have a couch. We have, um, I think it's called the liberator furniture, where it kind of turns into like different shapes and has like restraints all over it. Yep, I know. Yeah, we have all different like chains with cuffs around the walls and from the ceiling. Um, And then we have all kinds of like, like I said, paddles, floggers, cuffs, blindfolds, all that shit like hung around the room. So we kind of have a little bit of everything and we try to, you know, explore a little bit of everything because you don't know unless you try it. I wouldn't say we're hardcore BDSM people by any means, Mm -hmm. but we definitely fuck around with stuff, you know? Now, did he build this room himself or did he have someone else do it? Because I can imagine that the discussions of (laughs) what some people would think. He did it himself. And nice. since we've been together, we've added some more and like put some more like elegant touches to it, we'll say. Mm, so sure. it's like, it's really pretty and classy. It's, you know, it's a very fun room. <laughs> That's very hot. 
very sexy to have a room like that in your house. I I totally would love that. I do not have. Yeah, that. we don't have we don't have kids, so we have like random. Yeah, seat, you know, so it worked out great. Does your but family know about it, or do you keep it a secret? Um, his family knows, and actually, he told my mom recently because mm. it's on the second floor, and it's next to our guest room, which is where my mom oh. would stay over. Okay. And the door to the section room is black, and it's locked. And my mom would uh-huh. always be like, "What is in that room?" And I'm like, "Oh, right? no." And when she first came here, she was a little concerned. She was like, honey, do you oh. know what's in there? Like, you need to be worried about something. And oh. I knew what was in there. And I'm like, yeah. it's fine. Trust, you know. So <laughs> I've been in there. <laughs> yeah. So actually, just a couple of months ago, for whatever reason, he decided he was going to tell her. And she was okay. like, you know what? She was like, good for you guys. She goes, yeah. I'm happy that you guys feel comfortable enough to like do this together and she nice. makes comments sometimes. She's in her 70s, so she wrote a very different time. Yeah. She'll always make comments now that, like, she wishes, you know, she grew up a little differently where she explored. I don't know what she means by it, but just, you know, she didn't, like, get married so young. And maybe she, yeah. like, dated more stuff like that, you know. So she's kind of in the place in her life where she's like, you know what? If it makes you happy, it's not hurting anybody. And fucking right. do whatever you want. She's like, because we went to Hito one time, the the lifestyle resort, and we oh. lied. We lied to our parents. Right. Meanwhile, we're like, I was like thirty nine when I went there, and I lied to my mom. And then oh, she started yeah. asking us like a lot of questions, and I just looked at him, and I just gave him the look, and he's like, "Well, actually, funny story. We went to this, re- <laughs> you know, and we thought she was gonna like judge us, and she was like, oh, that sounds interesting, you know.' Well, and she knows we go camping now." So mm. it takes away a lot of the pressure of having to lie, you know? Yes. And again, like we're adults, we're 40 years old. We shouldn't have to lie yeah. about this stuff, but we still exactly. feel like it's inappropriate to say. So, you know, mm. we don't go into detail about what we do at places, but we just go, yes, we went there. We went here and, yes. you know, that's it. There's nothing wrong with it. And we don't want to feel bad about what we do, you know? So we're trying at this point to be more direct with people and yes. not, you know, like, not brag about it or throw it in people's faces, but just not like hide everything to the level that we work because we're not embarrassed by what we do at all, you know? Right, exactly. And we're tired yeah. of people making us feel like we need to feel that way. So now we're like, yep, we went to a nude resort, went to camping, whatever, like end of story. Like, don't ask us if you don't want to know, you know? Right, I know. I get so tired of all the judgment in our country. I just feel like it's just rampant. You know, it's, you know, certain parts of the country is probably worse than others. But yeah, I just get so sick of that. You know, it's like, yeah, if it's not hurting anybody, why the fuck do you care? And that's my favorite part about being married to him is that you don't feel so alone with stuff. Like oh, I would yes. never tell people I was doing these things when I was single, but now that we're married yeah, and, and we both tell people like, yep, that's right. Like I'm, you know, I say it smiling instead of, you know, like ashamed of myself. So just having somebody you know, to share that with is so incredible and makes you feel, you know, like I said, just less embarrassed about stuff. Because now if they're judging me, they're judging him too. You know, he takes right. the off of me a little bit. Right. You so guys are a team. It's just, yeah, power and numbers kind of, you know? Yeah, exactly. So that that's the part I really like about having a partner that does this with me is that it just makes it easier to talk about it. And, you know, because now like, and especially when we were dating, but now we're officially married. Like he's not going anywhere, you know? Right. So yes. if we can have a healthy relationship like this, that's legitimate. You know, there's really nothing else for me to worry about at this point, you know? 
that was all I ever wanted was a healthy relationship. And now I have it. So nothing else. And to be yourself at the same time. Yeah. It's ideal. Very ideal. So nothing else can really like phase me at this point, even with OnlyFans, you know, we had a long talk about what if people find out about it? Because now we're getting to a whole nother level where, you know, people can see what I'm doing, not just like, know I'm doing it. And we had all these talks and he said, you know, it's, it's really up to you, like to me to make the final decision. And he goes, whatever you're comfortable with, comfortable with. And I said, okay, well, what if like people find out though? And like, it gets out. And I said, like, do I put my face in it? Do I not put my face? And he said, again, totally up to you. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, why why is everything (laughs) up to me? You know? And because I don't want to be the one responsible when shit goes down. Right. (laughs) We started and I said, okay, I'm going to do like a partial mask. This way people don't know it's me, even though people Mm -hmm. can fucking tell it's me with a partial mask. Yeah. You know, (laughs) I felt like I was doing my job to protect myself. Some sort of barrier there, at least. Yeah. 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 Silly, What we convince ourselves, you know what I mean? True, true. And I was like, after a little while, I'm like, all right, people could clearly tell that's me if they know me. So why am I even wearing a mask anymore? And I said, do you care if I take the mask off? Because it's like annoying to wear. And he goes, no, go for it. And, you know, he's not comfortable putting his face in yet. And I said, that's fine. I said, you're right. going to be guilty by association, but you still don't have to put your face <laughs> in it, you know? And Good point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, whatever. It's a pain to edit, like, without getting faces and stuff. That's the only reason we want to brave enough, because just a fucking pain in the ass, honestly. Like, oh, yes. Like, I can imagine. <laughs> dropping his face out of stuff and other people. And I'm just like, oh, it's pain. But it's my decision, right? So, like, my face is out there now. And I said, what if like somebody at work finds out and they show this to you? And he goes, okay, then what? Like nothing, nothing happens. Right. And I said, right. okay, if you're not embarrassed, he goes, I'm not going to be embarrassed. I'm going to be super proud if people at work are like on your oh, page, you know? I love that he has that view. I it's know. just, he's amazing. <laughs> I know, he really is. I hit the lottery with this one. But I oh, said, that's again, fucking awesome. if you're not ashamed by me, then I'm not going to be ashamed by me. So he gives right. me like this incredible power to be, myself and it's just it's just amazing like I never thought I would be able to do these things because I always thought about them and then like nah that's never gonna happen you can't do that and now right. like we're doing all these things and like who knows where it's gonna lead or what's gonna happen from it but we're really enjoying the process it's been really fun together and he even you know in the beginning it was really weird because I never used to film anything when we went on dates okay. I didn't want people having videos of me I was okay, very sure. like afraid of that, right? Mm. And now here I am posting myself all over the internet, you know, how things right. have changed. So the, the yes. hardest part for us was not like the privacy thing. It was just actually the act of filming ourselves and filming okay. dates. Cause he's like, for as long as I've known you, you were so against this. And now it's like, we need to film everything we do all the time. Right. We were, you know, so just like switching our brains to actually getting the camera you know, making sure videos look good, the editing, that's been the hardest part for us actually is oh, like the behind the scenes stuff. Cause it's, it's not our normal thing, but he really loves now he's really getting into watching us like on the camera while we're having sex. Like instead of oh, looking at me, yes. he likes to look at the camera. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Like yep. see it from that view now. And I'm like, right. Oh, sometimes we look up our like 55 inch screen to my phone while we're filming. So he can oh, watch okay. it on the big screen and stuff. Wow. Like, fun with it became like this whole nother thing now that we didn't expect. Right. Right. That's like another fun thing that we do now. And he never watches stuff after we film it. He's mm. very into like seeing it happen live. 
And then I'm okay. the one that watches all the videos afterwards to make sure they look good. So, so you're the I editor. To him, yeah. And I would say to him, like, how come you don't want to see the videos after? And he was like, I don't know. He's like, I, I like to see it live. Once we film it, like it loses the okay. spark to him, which is very interesting. Everybody is so specific in what they like, you know? Oh, true. That's yeah. True. Mm-hmm. But even for us, just learning more about each other and like what roles we have. And for me, it's been really interesting because I've never seen myself from some of these angles. And again, talk about like being oh, naked yes. in weird positions. Sometimes <laughs> like I don't want to post something because I'm like, oh my God, my stomach looks fat right there. Yes, but now yes. I've gotten over it. And I'm like, mm. guess what? If a guy's fucking me, he's seeing that anyway. So I can't hide that's it. That's true. So now you have to learn to not be embarrassed how you look when you're having sex. So that's been really a challenge for me also that I've overcome, which I'm proud of myself for not, you know, saying like, oh, I can only post like the really nice ones. I post everything right. because right. that's what that's realistic. My body is real. I'm a real woman, yes. you know, and unfortunately, sometimes like you don't look great in every angle, but that's just that's life. true. And you have to like own that. So that's been really cool for me to, you know, like accept for myself. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. Like I've talked to a few guests. I've been like, yeah, we tried doing, you know, amateur porn. They were like, oh, my gosh, I looked so bad. I couldn't believe I looked like that. There's that shame there, you know. So, yeah, that's so great that you've released that because so many people have that. And sometimes too, like I'll take a picture and I'm like, oh, I hate this picture. My husband's like that picture is so fucking hot and I'm like really like I don't understand why you would like that he's like I'm a guy trust me like post it yeah you know and then other times he'll tell me like that picture is horrible please delete it right now so he's very honest with me which is also very helpful we don't sugarcoat things you know sometimes if I'm unsure I'll be like okay honest opinion and sometimes it hurts my feelings and he goes I'm not telling you to be mean but you asked me for the truth and again this goes along with being you know, an honest couple, there's no sense in him lying to me about these things, you know, right, like I want right. the truth, whether or not I like it. So even through just this process, we're getting much closer, you know, everything oh, yeah. that you go through brings you closer. And that's kind of the cool thing about these journeys, you know, is yes, you know, I'm entertaining other people, I might be making some money from it. Great. But me and my husband are getting closer. And we're having like mm. all these cool memories now that we never thought we'd have. And that's the stuff that I really cherish from all of this, you know, because everything is about us. The day he tells me like he doesn't want to do something, then we stop, you know, Right, right. and the same goes for me. If I don't want to do it, then we stop. It's not like one of us is leading, you know, it has to be equal for both of us. Right. You have to both want it and be okay with it for for you to do it. That's because you're a team and that is a great setup for your for your relationship. I just think that's fantastic. Yeah, it feels, you know. Very, very fortunate right now. So when you, how often do you do your wife dates? Do you do them like all the time? Is there a rare thing or what's your frequency? We, we fluctuate such a hard question that people always ask. We don't have any kind of system because we don't Mm. have kids. We have a lot of free time, but having said that, we also have a very busy life in the summer. We're camping, we're boating, we're like never home. So in the mm. summer, we, we don't play too much because vanilla life takes priority. Like we don't, okay. you know, we never sacrifice our regular life to have a date, but right. uh, we'll play like occasionally in the summer, but it's not, you know, it'd be a couple of times a month maybe because we're busy, mm. but now like fall and winter, we could play four times a week. We could play once a week. There's really no, no system. It's how, how much we want to play. Like, cause okay. usually what happens is like, if we don't play for a while, then we have a date. 
it's so fucking hot to have a date that he's like, okay, you need to have another date. Like, <laughs> I know, right. And it's like, gone. Like, yeah. It just like gets you back into it and it starts going crazy. And then, you know, like we have different work schedules sometimes, or the people we want to meet have different schedules. And then like my period for a week, you know, like oh, all these yeah, things yeah. people don't think about. So, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes like I'm dying to play, but I'm like, oh my God, I have my period. This isn't fair. You know, so you got to wait. <laughs> right. And these are like the life things that, you know, again, the realistic side to doing this is you're not just always able to do it when you want, but we, we go hard for a while. Then we take a break. Sometimes it's consistently like once a week. It just, however it happens, we don't, it depends on us, but then also like the people we're finding. Sometimes you find a ton of people at the same time and then Mm. there's no good people again. Sometimes you only find one or two at a time. Like it just, everything has to line up perfectly for things okay, to work out. Yeah, so there's, there's no system to it whatsoever, you know, and especially when I was single, I played like, like several times a week all the time because I didn't have a boyfriend. I wasn't getting sex anywhere else. Right, you know, sure. I had yeah, all this free sense. time on my hands, but mm-hmm. now again, our life comes first. So yep. you have to do both of our schedules plus that person's schedule plus whatever, you know, we're doing in our regular life. So it's it's just so all over the place. But once we play one time, then, you know, it just, you rip the bandaid off and you're like, oh my God, we have to have like a bunch of dates right now. <laughs> so I love it. And then the more fun you have, the more fun you want to have, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like this weird cycle. But yeah, we just whatever happens, happens kind of a deal. And sometimes we have a threesome. Sometimes we have several guys. It's, you know, okay. even with that, we're not consistent. It's whatever we're in the mood for. Some guys only want to have a threesome. Some guys are okay with groups. So you have mm. to cater to the people you're playing with now, you know? Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah Everybody has so, their kinks and their boundaries. So yeah. Yeah. And it depends what kind of vibe you're going for. You know, there's all these things that are factors and stuff. And I think people that we're not the type to say like, you know, we have to play this amount this month or only on these days, like much more fluid with it. You know, it just has to be the right time for us. But I would say we do play more than most people, maybe like we are a very active couple when we're active. Right. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. Has he we ever don't, I know people, jealous? Oh, no, no. I was just going to say, we've seen a lot of people where they say like, oh, we only play once a month or we only mm. play you know, every other Saturday, like we're not like that at all. We're just, whatever happens, happens. When we first met, um, they were just a little, I knew some people that he didn't like. Okay. That caused a little bit of a problem, but only Mm -hmm. because it was people he had issues with specifically, not in general. So once we didn't involve those people, everything was fine, which is totally understandable, you know? Right. Um, It is. Yeah. He knew them from before me because it's a small world and it just so mm. happened, you know, to be bad luck on our part. But once we made the rule with, with no previous partners, then it's been simple from then for us. Uh, he's totally not jealous. He's quite the opposite. Mm. He's the one that when we first met, I wanted to be a hot wife that went out and came home to him. And he was okay. like, he was like, no, I don't like that idea. No. And now okay. three years later, he's like, why don't you go out without me? And I go, no, I don't want to. So we uh, totally switched our positions on up. it, which is really interesting. That I is. never, yeah, neither of us expected to switch in that way, but I'm not, yeah. I just, I like having him there. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't feel the need to go without it. Like that doesn't do it for me right now in the future. You never know. Mm. Um, but he's the one that wants me to like flirt with guys. And I'm like, 
eh, I don't know if I need to flirt with him. He's like, no, 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 come on, like put your hand on their leg, <laughs> tell them they're hot, you know? Right. And I'm right. like, really? You want that? So we're still, you know, after all this time together, we're still, you know, we have slight differences where he's like, I'm not going to make you do anything you don't want to do, but just so you know, it's okay if you did these things. And I'm like, I'll so. keep that in the back of my mind. I'll, you know, one day maybe I'll surprise you. <laughs> but I'm so attached to him. It's weird that, you know, to me, like I could do all this crazy, dirty sexual stuff with somebody, but then mm-hmm. flirting with them, such an innocent thing yes. makes me feel so like I'm just re- like I'm crossing the line. And he's like, what? okay, I don't know. Don't try and figure me out. <laughs> like <laughs> That's just how I feel right now. I don't know why. And that's well, okay. Would, you know? Oh, absolutely. I would imagine too, that one reason he may not feel jealous is that he's the only one that gets you the way he does. So you're the only one he's married to. You know what I mean? Like nobody else gets what he gets. Yeah. And also he's been on the other end when he was single. He was the guy playing with the couples. So he knows the other side of like he's well-rounded. He understands the whole dynamic and the whole. And Mm -hmm. he's so proud right now to be the other guy. You know, because when he was single, it's nice. Like it was fun, but I'd go home by myself. And sometimes I would just feel like, eh, like. It was fun, but it's lacking. I have nothing. And now he's like, I get to take you home at the end of the night. Yeah. And the guy goes home alone. So he loves that, that switch in the dynamic for him. He really appreciates that he got the girl now, you know? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So, but he understands he's like, when I went out with couples, the husband always wanted me to flirt with the wife. He's like, mm. so he's used to being that guy and having that understanding and stuff. So it doesn't bother him, but I'm right. like, Interesting, you know, so we're still working on that part of it. But once right. you get me naked, I'm super fun. But until I'm naked, I'm a little like, hmm, can we just get naked, you know? I know. Let's fast forward. Yeah. That's so interesting. I Everybody think it's just fascinating. Shit, you know? And again, we've both been in the lifestyle for so long, but that seems to be like a boundary that I have. And I don't know why. It's not mm-hmm. a necessary one, but it's just there. And there's no reason to like push through it just for the hell of it. And when I'm ready, right. I'm ready, you know, mm-hmm. and until yeah. then we're having enough fun being wild. So, but, and there used to be, we'd always hear couples have like no kissing rule and stuff. And yeah. I always thought that was so strange. I'm like, wow, you could fuck them, but you can't kiss them. I know, we don't right? have the no, we don't have a no kissing rule, but now I have like, I don't want to flirt with you. Like it's so stupid, yeah. but everyone's entitled to have whatever makes them feel comfortable without other people asking why. That's how I feel right. at this point, you know? Yeah. Like I'm, I talked to a man once who's a swinger and, and their rule was no cuddling with the other person. They could have sex, yeah, but they couldn't cuddle. That was their thing. Yep. Even now, like when we do the, when we're picking guys and stuff, sometimes he talks to them, sometimes I do, but there's no, like we pick a guy and then we set a date and a time. I'm not like home sexing these people until we meet. Like I have no interest in that. You know, yeah, I just want to sure. like make a date, meet you in person. I don't want to like give time away from my husband to like flirt with some random person, you know, even though he doesn't right. care, I just right. don't feel like it's, you know, for me right now. Yeah. It's not your thing. And that's, yeah. yeah like you said, that's okay. It doesn't have to be your thing. Yeah. Once we, you know, the closest and the intimacy that I have with him, like I'm not looking for that with anybody else. When I was single, I needed everything from these people. You know, I wanted sure. to cuddle. I wanted to flirt. I wanted you know, to do all of this personal stuff. And now I'm like, I get that at home. We're just here to have like extra fun right now, you know? So yeah. totally switched in my brain and I haven't been able to like switch it back yet. That's very interesting. Yeah. It makes sense though. I mean, it totally makes sense. 
And that's what, this is the interesting part, right? Like the fuck, like forget the sex part, but like all the shit people are thinking about when they're doing these things is the fascinating part to me. Why oh, people yeah. have different mm-hmm. boundaries, why this is a limit, why that's okay. Yes. Like who's the story? What? Yeah, it's just so <laughs> Their story. Everybody is so different. Nobody is the same, mm-hmm. right? you know? And that's what makes it exciting to meet all these different people and learn a little bit from them and take what you like and leave what you don't, you know, from each experience. So now do you guys do repeat people? You know, you say you don't people from the past, but do you do a repeat people from the forward point? Yes, we do. We have okay. a handful of guys that, you know, we would consider acquaintances. One, we would consider a friend. Probably we see him a lot. Uh, and it's nice because it's funny. My husband likes to see me with new people. That's part mm. of his thing too. Sure. Uh, he likes to see Freshness. the first time. Yeah. But mm. at the same time, people that we've used before or we've met before, I should say, you know, you know what you're getting with them. You know, it's easier to make plans with them. It takes a lot less communicating. You don't have to vet people again. So, you know, you can just be like, hey, are you free tomorrow? Are you free next week? Uh, you know, they're going to be reliable. They're going to show up. You know how they're going to perform. You mm-hmm. can, you know, if there's something you're looking to try, maybe you're more comfortable asking somebody, you know, versus a random person, like a new fetish or something. Yeah. So they they have you know, everybody has their place. So usually we'll do a mix of like people we know with new people. That seems to be the best uh, like ratio that I like this Mm. way. The new people, if they're good, great. If they're not, whatever, if they don't show up, who cares? You know, uh, so I like to have a mix of new and old people together. I think that's the most fun for me. And And then guys, we know if we know people, we'll let them come to our house. If we don't know them, we're going to a hotel, you know? So then sometimes like not to sound lazy, but sometimes I don't want to like get dressed and go out and spend three hours. I'm like, can't we just have somebody come by for a little while and go upstairs? We have all this Mm -hmm. cool shit here, you know? So when we first, when we first started dating, we had people come to the house and it got really awkward, really fast because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's hard to kick someone out of your house. Yeah. Actually, like, and we looked at me and he was like, we're not doing this anymore. Cause that was my idea. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah. You know, pressure cooker. But now yes. he was like, he's like, no, we're done with this. So now yeah. once we know people and he likes them and he, he's comfortable, uh, they like if I like them sexually and he likes them as people, then they're allowed to come here. Got um, it. So that's yeah, that's our compromise. And it seems to be the the smartest way to go about things right now. It's the easiest because yeah, getting someone out of your house is really fucking hard. And oh, so I would imagine. <laughs> and I always make him do it. I'm not going to do that shit. So I'm like, babe, you got to get rid of this guy right now. Like, Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's the other nice part about having a husband is I don't have to do the dirty work. If I don't yeah. like something, I just look at him and he can read my mind, and then he has to tell them. So oh, good. Good for him, but it sucks for him sometimes. (laughs) But he's willing to do it. I think that's the awesome part. He's he's kick ass. (laughs) Even if even if people send us like photos that want to meet us, and I'm like, oh Mm. my god, like his cock is so hairy. My husband will write to him and be like, she said you need to shave that, and I'm like, oh my god, I would never write that, but he writes it for me. It's so funny. That's fucking awesome. You know, he's that's like, awesome. look, he's like, people need to know. I would want to know if I was a guy. Yeah, you know? you, yeah. If, you, if it's like, something you can fix, true, wouldn't but, you want to know? Yeah, but I feel like guy to guy, it's a little easier or less embarrassing than if I say that to them. Yeah, so, true. Yeah, so we each have our roles in this, you know. Sometimes it's easier for me to say something versus him um, yeah. or like, you know, the other way around. But it's really funny. And you basically do guys, right? You don't ever do only. women? Guys only, yep. So when we met, I was only playing with guys at this point. 
Mm. And he was very aware of that when we met. I said, I have no interest in women or couples or anything. I've been there, done that, like not interested. And then Mm. after we got married, I said, you know what? I said, I know he has an interest in us like swapping with another couple. So I'm going to give it a shot because he's done so much for me. And I, we both have experience in the past. They never went well, but I was Mm. like, you know what? I was like, it's us. Maybe it will go well. It did not go well. We tried a few times. He said, thank you for trying. I really appreciate it. But it's just not our thing. Like you can't, you can't force stuff on anybody. And the problem is that even if I'm willing, because you meet a lot of couples where the husband is clearly forcing the wife to do something. And it's very, very. That's uncomfortable. Yeah. I wouldn't say we're that because he's not forcing me. I was genuinely trying out of the goodness of my heart. Yeah. Involved in what he liked. But I'm just, I'm not the same person in that dynamic completely not interested or excited. Like it just doesn't work out. I don't get turned on. And then Mm. like, nobody's having fun. And once he saw it like for himself and it wasn't just my words, he actually saw like the dynamic in the group. We tried, Mm. I think like three times and he goes, okay. He goes, you were right. This is not for us. You know, (laughs) at least not right now in the future, you never know. But right now, like it's just horrible. And we admit that like, I take full responsibility for that into it. So we can't, you can't fake it. You can't pretend, no, you no, know, you and he doesn't want me to pretend because that's not sexy either. So no, we, at least we know. And he appreciates that. Like I gave it, you know, like my best effort, but that's not my natural environment to be sexual in. Like, it's not what I'm comfortable in. So he gets no joy if I'm not having fun. Like there's nothing to look at for him, you know? So he'd yeah. much rather watch me with guys where I go crazy and he gets turned on. So right, <laughs> right. now, yeah, right now that's what works for us. Who knows down the line, but right now this is the only dynamic that turns us both on. And that's the key. Like we both have to be turned on. And again, right. if he stops getting turned on by this, then guess what? I stop fucking other guys. It's that simple. It's not, yeah. you know, the day he's bored is the day we're done. And I would mm. never, you know, make him do this if he didn't like it either. So it's definitely because people look at us like, oh, that's not fair. You do this. And he I go, that's not what's happening at all to you. That's what's yeah, happening. Right. But us. That's not what's going on at all. And in mm. the on the flip side, our agreement is because he's not with other women. I I totally offer this. I said, I will do whatever you want, whenever you want, no matter what it is, because I am your only source of like whatever, you know, and that's been really cool for us because now we're pushing more boundaries, like with the Dom sub stuff, stuff I normally wouldn't be doing. I know he likes it and I want to give him everything he likes. Mm -hmm. We're pushing, you know, and expanding and trying things that we never would have tried before. So again, it's not pushing us apart. It's just bringing us even closer now, you know, and that's been really amazing too. Like I love knowing that I'm the only person giving him stuff and it makes me like go even harder with the stuff that he likes. If he tells me he likes something, I have to do it like above and beyond his wildest (laughs) dreams, you know, and that's my personality and it benefits him and it works for us, you know? So like, I never feel like he's being cheated out of something Mm. because I am. And again, like he would tell you the same thing. I'm not speaking for him. We've had many discussions about this and we, you know, every few months we check in to see if we're still okay with how things are because he's allowed to tell me at any time I don't like this, you know, uh, but he's been getting like the royal treatment from me. So he's very happy with me. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, it's just 
I don't know. It just works for us. And, you know, sometimes there is no explanation why it works. It just does. So, but I always like to tell people like, don't feel bad. He's not, you know, jilted. Right. He's getting like all kinds of crazy shit that he wants. <laughs> what, you know? He's really getting what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and he'll be the first person to tell you, like, I treat him like gold. So mm-hmm. I never, because this is how I feel it. I feel like need to like go above and beyond to thank him for what he lets me do with other guys. So that only sure. benefits him in the long run. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, it just pushes me to elevate our sex life and the attention I give him. And, you know, we both end up really happy this way. So, you know, five years from now, we'll be doing this. I don't know. Can't answer that. Right. But for right. right now, we are both so happy. And the same thing, like when I play with guys, if he wants to see me with a black guy or an older guy, like a guy in his 60s or a guy in his 20s, mm-hmm. yeah, that's all yeah. he has to say. And then guess who I'm fucking? Whoever that person <laughs> right. is. Like, again, like I, even though I'm fucking people and he's not, I'm fucking who he wants to see me with. And I'm yes. playing in styles. If he wants me to wear a leash night, that night, then I'm wearing it. If he right. wants them to write on me, that's what they, whatever he wants to see up for, you know? Mm-hmm. So I am feeding his needs, even though like people are feeding mine. So it all circles back together. It's all intertwined. Oh yeah. I yeah people judge us all the time. They're like, oh, you know, he must be like whipped or like, inf-. and I'm like, no, not at all. No, no. Strong and dominant and like comfortable. A man has to be with himself and his masculinity oh, to let yeah. his wife like it's the complete opposite of what people think yes, I admire the shit out of him mm-hmm. and you know I never look at him like less of a man I look at him like more of a man and it's right. my favorite part at the end of dates is always when guys like literally shake his hand say mm. thank you she's amazing I can't believe like thank you for letting me like share this wow. with you guys I admire you I wish I had the relationship that you guys had and like, they're just so respectful to him. And that's my favorite part. If anyone was ever rude to him, the night would mm. end, like I would shut it down immediately. I would never stand right. for that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, people just... don't understand like that. This is not a lack of power. He has so much power right now. Mm. You know, he's holding the key to everything right now. He could stop this at any second. And, you know, like, I love that about him. It's just, that's like, that's such a turn on to me. That he's so confident in himself that he's like, yep, do whatever you want. Like nothing phases him. And the wilder I am, the better for him, you know, so much fun. And I can't, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, I can't believe that I stumbled upon him and I'm getting, we're getting to live out this like crazy life together. It's just so much fun. Oh yeah. I just love that you guys are just so willing to accept each other for who you are and that you talk about it all the time and that you're just willing to try other try other things for each other too I mean it's just so ideal beauty of it like you know just because I'm not into it doesn't mean I can't get into it I just didn't know I was wasn't into it because I never tried it you know and we're very big on that like making sure if someone has an idea no matter how ridiculous it is like we try (laughs) it sometimes both of us hate it and we're like never again we're done (laughs) one of us needs like a little time to get used to it but these things mm-hmm. are all okay. There's, you know, there's no right or wrong when it comes to sex and fetishes, but it's nice that like, we don't have to be embarrassed about admitting anything anymore. In the beginning, you're always like shy to tell the truth, but now we're like, Hey, I heard about this thing. Do you want to try this? You know, right. people on our only fans will request like, you know, 
like random videos from us. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Like I have to Google that. <laughs> and then or I'll ask him and he's like, oh, I know exactly what that is, you know? And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, like we have to do this now. And he's like, all right, no problem. You know? So <laughs> we're learning new fetishes just from other people asking us to perform them for them. And it's really like fun that way. Oh, um, I bet. Yeah. So it keeps it fresh for us too, you know? And that's the thing, like anything you do for a long period of time, it's going to get boring eventually. So yeah, always want to mix true. it up. You always want to change it up. And even, you know, after all this time together, every time we have a date, we always eat something after because I mm. never eat before sex. So I'm that's always starving. Tradition. Okay. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I'm starving like an animal by the time we're done. I bet. So we'll, <laughs> either we eat at home, or we go to a diner or whatever. And then we discuss the night. What did we like? What did we not like? Nice. What did we think of this? Per- like it never ends just because you're on the same page. That's you awesome. Because everything is always different. And maybe one day something bothered you that didn't bother you last week. So we always debrief. We always do like the pros and cons of the night. What would we do different? You know, and that's, I think, the most important part of the date to me, actually, is making sure we're still on the same page and still connected afterwards. Because if you're not, then that's when shit's going to, you know, kind of go south for everybody. So even though we've been together a long time, we still talk about everything every time. We never like skip over that part. And if we have a problem with each other, we, you know, we talk about it until it's settled. Sometimes I'm like, oh my God, do we have to keep going over this? And he's like, well, are you still upset? I go, yes. He goes, then we're going to keep talking about it, you know? Yes. Not even even lifestyle really, could be anything that went wrong, you know? Mm -hmm. And we are just, you know, if we have an argument, we don't really fight about anything but you know you have disagreements and if three days later like we think we settle it but three days later something comes back up we say like hey by the way can we circle back to that because something's Mm -hmm. still not you know so we never let things like go we have to make sure everything is on point all the time or it's just not okay with us like you know we'll go to bed angry but then you wake up and talk about it I like I kind of like to go like we have a disagreement. I like to go to bed to think about it and process it. Yeah, like don't yeah. React about it. Like, and you have time to like gather your thoughts and stuff. And then you talk about it like civilized people. But yes. it's really important that you do. You don't let anything like brush anything under the carpet. Like everything is important, no matter how insignificant it mm. feels at the time. As long as someone feels a negative emotion, you have to look into that and see why you feel that way. You know? That's amazing. You guys have got it all figured out, man. I'm telling you. It's we it's just, know, but you know, it's been a <laughs> long time, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. like this. Right, true. And that's like the big it. takeaway that, you know, it takes work, it takes continuous work. You are never done working at it. Yes. And if you don't want to put the time into it, then you can't expect the outcome, you know. Right. So I think we're only this happy because we we've tried to make ourselves this happy. It was like a conscious effort to get us here. And you have the setup and the framework to continue that, you know, like with your talking about it and checking in with each other and doing only what you both agree to and, you know, checking in because things do change, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been awesome. I just am totally fascinated by you and your husband and your relationship. I think it's just, I think it's really sexy. So many people write hot wife erotica and it's very popular. So it's, I think it's fucking awesome that you guys are doing it and that you wrote your books and so your last book is, is it a little bit all of your relationship him. is all about, about him. him. Okay. It's from the okay. day we met to like, right after we got married. Okay. And nice. let me tell you the most stressful part was that he said, I could write whatever I wanted. 
but he got to read it before I published it. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, this is stressful. <laughs> and yes. it was funny because, you know, I wrote some things that were not so nice about him, maybe, you know, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, he's definitely going to make me take this out or he's going to be upset. And he did. Okay. He was oh. like, he's so funny. He didn't care what I wrote, but if I wrote like, I forget what I wrote. I wrote either I walked up his driveway or down his driveway. And apparently Mm. our driveway is the other direction. And he was like, you need to fix this right now. This is not true. (laughs) And I was like, what? Are you kidding me? I was like, that's what you're going to like bitch about. Not all the shit I wrote about. And he's like, well, that's not true. So that's not how you say it. it. And I was like, okay, fine. Fix it. You know, it's like, we're so silly. Like, that's what we argued about. It was like, oh, that's so funny. One little word in something. Right. Otherwise, he was like, and the interesting part, too, was when he read it, he told me there were some parts that surprised him about things I wrote. He goes, you never told me that or I didn't realize that at the time. And I'm like, really? I thought this was all obvious. And he goes, no. He goes, this is very enlightening because you never said these things to my face when we first met. And I go, oh, interesting. Really? So even that process, like everything has the opportunity to have, you know, this positive outcome that gets you somewhere else. Like it never occurred to me that writing the book would teach him something about me that he didn't know. Like, yeah, how could you not know you lived with me? You know, <laughs> you were there. Again, how do you not know? Internal dialogue. Yes. And perceptions. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he'd be like, oh, can we talk about this chapter right here? And uh-huh. I didn't have to change anything, but he'd be like, can you tell me why you wrote that? Like, why did you feel like that at that time? And mm-hmm. then we'd have like a big discussion and he'd be like, wow, that's, Okay, I'm glad I know that now. I wish you told me that back then. And I'm like, how could you not know that back then? Like, he's like, I'm not a mind reader. And I'm like, okay, fine, fair enough, you know. But yeah, it's not a mind reader. I get it. Yeah, this really vulnerable moment for me where I had to like explain these things, not in a negative way, but he was just honestly mm-hmm. curious. Yeah, and I didn't yeah. Catch that. I thought he was just going to be like, oh, you spelled this word wrong. You need like a period here. Like you were going to edit it, not, you know, yeah. quiz me on uh-huh. it. So that was scary, but it ended up being something that he totally signed off on. He was happy with it. And now it's like, we can always go back and read that together and laugh about it, you know? Yeah. Which is kind of cool in itself because it's just about him. So he'll always have that now as like, you know, this like romantic gesture that I gave. Yeah. Well, I think it's just awesome too, that he didn't shame you for any of that. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's pretty open and accepting of him too. And especially if it was things that like you said, weren't necessarily always, you know, positive. Yeah. And sometimes he'd be like, okay, but what about when you did this? And I'm like, fine, I'll put that in, you know. Sure. So again, like it is balanced. We are equally at fault for a lot of things. I don't yeah. blame him. But if something happened, I that was a big deal to me at the time. Like I had to put it in there. Yes. You know, so it's it's a very honest interpretation. Of so open. You guys are so open. It's amazing. <laughs> Oh, it's so funny awesome. sometimes. So awesome. he wants he wants me to write a fourth one about now, like going into OnlyFans and like. Oh yeah, you now, should. I'm you not, should. I was like, maybe in the future, not right this second. I'm still processing. Yeah. There's so much going on in my head right now about all these mm. different things. I need some time, but you know, potentially we'll see. I, I don't. Think that's a good idea because have you ever checked on Amazon? Like, is there anybody who's done an OF memoir? You know what I mean? Like that might be. Not sure. Something that hasn't been done yet. So it might be a good idea at some point and to visit like, that. We're so silly. We have like all these funny stories too, like with OnlyFans. Like, remember I said we forgot that we were like supposed to be recording stuff sometimes. So mm. one day we were doing, we were going to film like a golden shower. 
So okay. we wake he we wake up in the morning. He like taps me on the shoulder. He's like, "Okay, I gotta go. Let's do this." He grabs the camera. <laughs> he pees on me for like an eternity. I go, "Let me see the thing." He goes, "I forgot to hit record. I'm so sorry." Oh shit! And I was like, "Are you kidding oh, me right now?" He was oh, like, my gosh. "I could drink water and do it again." I go, "No, damn it! You missed your chance." It's like we're so <laughs> funny together. And I yes. think if we had a reality show, people would just like crack up watching us together. I would imagine, so yes. And like ridiculous <laughs> together, you know? And we just, right. everything's funny to us. We don't take anything seriously, awesome. uh, you know? So people definitely get a kick out of us because we don't hide <laughs> shitty part of life. You know, we embrace that Right, part. that's awesome. Absolutely would be a good, good thing. I mean, they sort of get that a little bit with your OnlyFans, I would imagine. Yeah. They get you guys a little bit in that way, yeah. Yeah, I'm very, you know, the longer, um, I've only been on for like three months. The first oh, month. Oh, it's that was, short. Okay. Yeah. The first month I was very like uh, still getting used to being on there. And mm. he's not, I mean, putting up regular content is one thing, but when I film something where I'm talking to fans, oh, I was very like, I, he's like, you sound like a robot. You need to like, oh, I'm like, sure. You're so <laughs> <And> now <laughs> I'm so silly when I film stuff, like I crack myself up. I put yes. like ridiculous posts up. And he's like, why are you posting that? People are going to think you're nuts. And I'm like, well, this is me if they don't right. like it. Because guess what? I'm laughing as I'm posting it. Like, I think I'm hilarious. You so, should do it. Yes. You know what I mean? So we go yes. back and forth. And I'm like, if they want to see the real me, I'm going to give them the real me, you know? Oh, I think you totally should. To see all the flavors of you and all sides yeah. of you, for sure. Once I open up, I'm a very like goofy, wacky, bizarre person. So now mm. that I've embraced that... <laughs> Like, it's just like whatever I am in the mood for, like I post and I'm, I'm less worried about people being like, why the fuck did she just post that? And more being like, <laughs> I can't believe she had the balls to put that up here, you know? Right, um, right. So again, you're getting real shit from us. It's not, you know, nothing is fake that you get. And that's, yeah, that, that's oh, the most, ahead. the hardest part for me to get used to is that, you know, if people don't like something, I feel like they don't like me personally now. Because oh, this right. is very much me, you know, not oh, just putting right. up a random photo. I not write fiction. Business. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I'm a writer. I post stuff from my book on there. I write like I try to write very like clever stories to go with my videos. Like I'm mm. very invested in this. So if someone yeah. doesn't like something, I'm like, oh, my God, how could they not like me? And he's like, would you calm right. down? Like, you know, just relax. <laughs> and now I'm at the point where I'm like, fuck it. If they don't like it, then that's not on me, you know, like. Right. I can't change who I am for anybody. So right. it's been a, it's been a short journey, but a very wild beginning of this journey right now. And, you know, it's just been really interesting. Even like I never expected to be on people's podcasts for any of this. Oh, you right. know? Like, why <laughs> do people want to hear from me? Like, I still can't <laughs> process that in my head sometimes. Right. Because you're and, being you. You're just you. And other people don't know that. So you're fascinating to other people. <laughs> Yeah, but to me, I'm just like, why does anybody care what I have to say? You know, like, I'm so <laughs> humble and still, like, so unsure of things sometimes. And people write to me like, you're so confident. I wish I could be like you. And I'm like, really, me? Right. Like, you don't know the shit that goes on in my head sometimes. <laughs> like, you have no clue. But so, that's good to say, because then it's, it's real. It makes you more real, too, because nobody's confident all the time, right? They're gonna People are going to be have moments where they're not as confident. That's normal. Yeah, and that's what I say. I go, you're listening to me on a talk for an hour you know, about things that are not happening at this very second, but ask me like a month from now when I went through some shit, how I'm feeling, you know, there's, or I go read my books to really get the other side of this, you know? Yep. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, they take a screenshot of like a few things that I say on a podcast and they think, 
you know, life is one way, but there's so many more layers to everything all the time that you don't know yes. about, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's just been crazy to even have any of my story out, you know, and about in the world and people talking about it. It still throws me off sometimes. And we're very private people. And this is a weird dynamic also, yes. where, you know, because sometimes he'll go to me, oh my God, what if like you get super famous and people start recognizing you? And I'm like, oh my God, that sounds horrible to me. Like <laughs> I never want to be recognized out in public because I'm so uh, private. Yes. And then he's like, you realize that you're putting your life on the internet. I go, yeah, that but could happen. Yeah. on the internet, that's not like in real life. You know? I know, right? <laughs> Got this separation in your brain. I'm so silly, you know? <laughs> It could happen someday for sure. I mean, no, but I'm like, oh God, that would like horrify me just because, <laughs> you know, like invasion of personal space. I don't know. Right, so right. I have all these conflicting things in me still to this day, even though I'm the most confident I've ever been. You know, there's always yes. some turmoil to deal with, and a new project brings up new feelings, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, it does. And that's my message to people. It, it just never ends. It's always an ongoing mm-hmm. thing that you're dealing with. It's just in different forms all the time, you know? Right, right. And that's life. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, this has been totally amazing. I just totally love talking to you. And I would, is there anything else you want to say before we would end? And I would love to have you back on again and do another topic or another anything, any kind of chat. <laughs> Well, I just remember before we started this, I said, oh, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about. And then, you know, oh, I know right? once I start talking, it just starts coming out of me somehow. That's perfect. I love that because it's like so natural and just like, it's just what happened. You know, we just like, you know, just talk about it. That's awesome. Perfect. This was a pleasure. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yes. Thank you for sharing all this. I'm just totally fascinated and just really excited. And I'll put all your links down in the podcast notes for your books. And I think I can probably put most of your links down there. Do you have any kind of link tree or do you just have them all separate? Um, I do have a link tree. It's just- I do because I went, yeah, I went through Twitter or Instagram, I think to see that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's on my Instagram. It's just link tree in bed with strangers. Very simple. If you find me on Instagram, you could find my link tree with everything about me. That's the easiest way to get to me or just go directly to OnlyFans if that's your preference either way. Right. Well, thank you so much. I'm totally fascinated. It was totally entertaining, interesting, intriguing, (laughs) wonderful to talk to you. And um, you guys have the best relationship. I mean, just awesome. Way to go. That's what I got to say to you guys. You guys are fucking awesome. (laughs) Thank you. You have a good day. You too. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. I want to thank you for listening to this amazing, epic, unbelievably awesome, intriguing, interesting chat I had with Casey. We seriously had so much fun. I had so much fun talking to her. She's fun to listen to. She's entertaining. Just fucking fantastic. So I will put her link down in the podcast notes so you can find her wherever she is. Obviously, she's on OnlyFans and she's got her books on Amazon. She's on Instagram, In Bed with Strangers. So fucking amazing. And I just, I hope you enjoyed this. This is so intriguing to me to talk about this topic and, you know, get insight into the life she's living. She's not living any kind of ordinary life, is she? She's living an amazing life. She's living her version of her life without shame from society bothering her, without limitations. She's doing what the fuck she wants. And so is her husband. And I completely admire them for doing that. Okay. Down in the podcast notes is also my 
link tree, which has all the links to my erotic audiobooks, my erotica books, and everywhere else I am. And I also have a new page on my website called Get the Ruin Willow Discount. I'm putting all of my sponsors down in that so you can access it easily and get discounts on sex toys, sexual products, even coffee, the Bucket Coffee, my new sponsor, Bucket Coffee, and Kiro Sex Toys. Oh, a whole bunch of sex toys. If you want a discount, you can get it through me. Just go to that website and I will put the link to that down in the podcast notes. And I hope that you follow my podcast. I hope you give me a review and a rating. It will really help me grow. And I sure as fuck hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have an amazing fucking day. Don't forget to masturbate. Don't forget to fuck. Give yourself pleasure. We have these organs for a reason. To enjoy. To have pleasure. To give ourselves stress release. So fuck someone. Have sex with your partner. Or have solo fucking fun and masturbate. Just fucking do it. Get the juices flowing and you have a sexy fucking day. Love ya. That's the Get the Ruin Willow discount. Oh yeah. Get my discounts. Get products at discounted rates. Get a percentage off of what you want. Get the Ruin Willow discount. Ready for some spring cleaning of your beard and groin hairs? Try out Manscaped products where you can get 20% off with my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to get 20% off and free shipping. In order to get the discount, use the promo code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to do that spring cleaning to get yourself ready for sexy times. Heat up your spring with a new shave, a new trim. Perhaps try going there. Get more skin smacks in the bedroom, if you know what I mean.